Hey guys, welcome to Library Overload. I am Tavia. And I'm Susie. And we are excited that you're back listening to us. Don't forget to check out our website, which is libraryoverload.home.blog. And also search us out on Instagram. That's just Library Overload. Yay! We are going to talk about the Rory Gilmore reading list. Oh, Lord. It's an extensive list. 339 books. That's pretty incredible. And there is nothing that makes me feel like a terrible reader Mm -hmm. than realizing how few of the books on this extensive list that I've read. Yes. So to start this off, I will warn you guys. I I have not watched Gilmore Girls. What? (laughs) Take a deep breath. I don't know how I can continue on with our friendship with this knowledge. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, everybody's seen the Gilmore Girls. Yeah. I, I never got into it. I don't even know why. I mean, you are Rory. I know. I don't know. She's a, a very big book nerd. Um, very studious. Goes to a private school. Ends, in, ends up going to an Ivy League. Mm. And I haven't seen it in a long, long time. But they're... She's always reading something or talking about reading and stuff like that. So basically, avid readers all know about the Rory Gilmore reading list. And you can find it in a number of places online. And we'll put a link up on our, our webpage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, somebody went through all of the movie or all of the shows and compiled this list of every book that is mentioned mm-hmm. on the show. So how many seasons of Gilmore Girls are there? You know, I'm not 100%. I think there are six Okay. Six to seven, maybe. Okay. So she mentions 50-ish books a season, and that's only ones that are mentioned. Mm-hmm. Like, she's a rather prolific reader. Absolutely, she is. Yes. And then not to mention all the stuff that she reads. Like, it's mm-hmm. not like Nora Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> right. And this does not include the uh, reunion episodes. Okay. That Because um, I actually haven't watched those. Oh. I know this is shocking. I love the Gilmore Girls so much growing up or, when, you know, when I was younger because they were on when I was in high school. Mm. So um, Dawson's Creek and the Gilmore Girls, oh. that was kind of my sweet spot. Dawson's Creek. <laughs> right. Um, I was always watching one or the other. This list is just for the original series. So, okay. But, yes, she is a, a very extensive reader, and she's reading some heavy stuff. Yeah. Um, like, and, and she reads a lot of it because she enjoys it, but she also reads a lot of it because she goes to the very – It's very prestigious – private school and yeah. then she goes i think she ends up at oh I, i'm sorry fans of the show she ends up at either harvard or yale mm-hmm. um, i know her grandparents went to one and she ends up at the other okay she does a lot of heavy reading so i have read 18 of the books on this list of 339 which is just a terrible terrible percentage well i've only read 17 so it yeah it's just pitiful i know around. you think that you're an avid reader mm-hmm. and then you look at Rory and you're mm. like nope I'm just a uh, just a toothless oaky yep just pitiful <laughs> so um on this episode we are going to go through what we've read that's on the list so you guys we encourage you to check out the list and go through and see what you've read yeah I'm I'm intrigued to see what everybody else compares mm-hmm. like how they compare to ours right because it made me feel just like tiny right and 
I have a significant issue with the classics. Mm. And I've said this is one of my reading goals for this year is to get more classics under my belt. So yeah. maybe this time next year we can re- reevaluate the list and see where we are. Oh, that sounds good. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and start. I'm just going to run down the list alphabetically. The first thing I had on the list was The Awakening by Kate Chopin or Chopin. I don't even know what that is. Um, it's, a, it's a classic. Basically, it was written and published in 1899. Oh. Um, and it's the, during the height of the Victorian um, moral episode. And it's about a woman who seeks a life outside of marriage and family and shocks the world. Because oh. you were supposed to be the angel of the household. Sure. You are supposed to be the mom. And, and you know, your life was supposed to revolve around your children. And she's like, nah, not, not feeling it. And goes and does her own thing. Has a lover. So it's very shocking. I read it in school for an American lit class one point but um well that sounds actually very interesting it is interesting but the the language yeah. is hard to get through sure i've got two that i read by charles dickens great expectations and a christmas carol great expectations was awful you talk about how much you hate that book all the time but i still really want to read it it's terrible i had to read it for class mm-hmm. and i feel like you can't force teenagers to read these classics and expect them to still come out of that Mm -hmm. loving literature. I wonder if you read it as an adult and not as a forced assignment, if you would like it any differently. I I would rather put my hand in a paper shredder than (laughs) reread Great Expectations. Wow, that is a significant reaction (laughs) to this book. I... I can't deal with I've it. I've never actually read any Dickens at all. Really? Well, mm-hmm. you know he got paid like a penny a word, so he is quite loquacious. That's a big word. I'll give you a dollar. <gasps> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I hated Great Expectations, but I did, in fact, enjoy A Christmas Carol. We've all seen the movies. Um, yes. My personal favorites are The Muppets Christmas Carol. I love The Muppets Christmas Carol, and I love the Mickey, the Disney Christmas that Carol. I forgot about that one. I was going to say The Muppets and the Jim Carrey See, one. I do not like Jim Carrey as an actor. I don't like really anything he's in. I don't like how the Grinch stole Christmas. I don't. I know. I know. Guys, I'm, I'm so sorry. We're not going to be able to continue this podcast anymore. Right? Because she doesn't. she has never seen the Gilmore Girls, and I don't like Jim Carrey. So our friendship is essentially over. Okay. <laughs> I can't even. I can't with you. I, I don't, though. I just don't like. I don't like anything he's in. I don't like Liar Liar or oh. me, myself. I, I, his brand of comedy is not my thing. And he's trying to branch into being a dramatic actor. And I'm like, I am here for it. Stay in your lane, buddy. Stay in your lane. No. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot break the glass ceiling, Jim Carrey. Please go back and stay in your lane. Um, my next one that I have is Beowulf. I'm pretty sure we are all required to read this one. I'm not really going to talk about it. And then what else I had in the B's was the Bhagavad Gita, which, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) which is the Hindu religious text, um, which I'm sure you guys are dying to know about, (laughs) but it's, 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 it doesn't really compare to call it the Hindu Bible, but Mm. it's, I guess the best way to describe it. It's their religious text. All right. Um, another one that I've read, which I actually just read for the first time recently, is Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. Yeah, that one's on my radar, but I'm not 100% certain. I'm not sold yet. I think I read it in December, so not long at all, and I really enjoyed it. I I really wanted to read it just so I could watch Michael B. Jordan in the new movie, because he's so pretty. (laughs) 
Um, I don't share your uh, opinion on that one, but I, I can appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you for appreciating my opinion. Um, but no, I, I really enjoyed it. It's it's what we all think it is. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's a world where knowledge isn't power anymore. And so books are my entire childhood is a lie. G.I. <laughs> Joe told me that knowledge was power. <laughs> so books are completely burnt. If you're found in the possession of books, they will be burnt and you will be. Oh. Um, okay, so you'll not be Nazi in- Germany. Yes. All right. Um, super interesting read. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Interesting. Is it any sort of um, satire or no. retelling of past events? It's just a whole new futuristic. Yeah, it's it's just a futuristic type of thing. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's super interesting. Cool, cool. Well, next up I have The Canterbury Tales by Chaucer, which we've all read. Um, or at least. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was required to read most of those in school. No one wants to know about those. The next one I have is The Crucible, which I did like because I like witches. Um, so that was basically, um, it's by Arthur Miller. The young girl accuses a bunch of the townspeople of being witches. It's, a, it's about the witch trials in the early 1600s, 1700s, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Um, the date escapes me. But I, I, do, I love witches. Um, anything about witches I usually read. And kind of a side note on that, I just found out that Galus Duncan from Outlander is actually a real person. She's based on a real witch who is in Scotland who started, she's the first person accused of being a witch on the British Isles that started the hysteria in the um, 1500s for the witch trials that went on there. That's so crazy. And based on her torture and confessions, over 150 people were accused and convicted of being witches and sentenced to death. So crazy. Yeah, completely, completely crazy. But I loved the fact that she was based on a real person. Huh. So my next one is Adventures of Huckleberry Finn by Mark Twain. See, I thought these were two. I mean, I thought these were one book. I thought it was the Adventures of Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer. Nope. Sure are But they're not. I'm pretty sure that Jonathan Taylor Thomas played Tom Sawyer. He sure did. And I loved him. <laughs> but I he, think we all did. <laughs> But we're telling our age just a little bit. It's of this fine, <laughs> um, but no, he is Tom Sawyer, not Huckleberry Finn. Huckleberry Finn ran away from home mm-hmm. um, with a slave that was also mm-hmm. running, and they go down the river on a raft, mm-hmm. and shenanigans ensue. Right. I mean, I'm familiar with the story. I just thought it all happened in one book. I didn't so realize it was two separate so entities. You're cr- so you're crazy. The evidence does support this. <laughs> Um, my next one is Flowers for Algernon by Daniel Keyes. I read this for a book club a year or two ago, actually. It's about a, a mentally handicapped man that undergoes special testing and treatments and becomes this friggin' genius. Interesting. But so Algernon is the name of a mouse that they had started testing on first. So Algernon the mouse is crazy brilliant. He knows how to get through the mazes, all of that. Well, Algernon, once he's hit a plateau and he's been a genius for a while, he starts to go back down. And so the the guy realizes that he's about to lose his genius. Oh, wow. And it's just that it follows that whole arc. It's pretty interesting. I think you would like it. That sounds kind of sad, though. I mean, yeah, uh, it was pretty sad, but it—I w- mean, it was—it was also very interesting just to see because it's written in, from the perspective of the guy. So you see him when he has a very childlike quality. Yes, 
and then it follows him from when he becomes a genius and then you see him deteriorate again oh wow so it's it's super super interesting that does that does sound very interesting my next one is the da vinci code by dan brown and i have read every dan brown book except the latest origin i've had a hard time getting into that one you and your husband both love those we do we i really like dan brown um so does my husband and i've seen all the the follow-up movies as well I just really enjoy because I'm again I'm a history buff I have a history degree or a degree in history (laughs) and so the way that he is able to create the story Mm -hmm. weaving in little bits of real facts with myth with the art in this world and create a a thrill like a suspense Mm -hmm. out of history Mm -hmm. it's just it's brilliant and no. so I love every everything that Dan Brown writes, basically. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the movies. I just mm-hmm. haven't gotten around to the books. Um, I think they're really good, except, like I said, I haven't, I've had a really hard time getting into Origin, which mm-hmm. is his latest one. And I think it's just the, the first of it is very wordy. Like, I need you to get on with the story already, gotcha. Mr. Brown. Um, so maybe I'll come back and pick that there one up at, at a later date. But yeah. um, Dan Brown, love him. So, Dr. Seuss, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. <laughs> I am 1,000% counting this child's book. All right. I've never read that one, actually. Oh, really? No, I've read it. Um, my grandma used to read us a, a, a Christmas book every year mm-hmm. around Christmas. Mm-hmm. And um, so, How the Grinch Stole Christmas was one of them. I always just watched the little cartoon from the 60s. Not the Jim Carrey one? No, because the Jim Carrey one is garbage. <laughs> You're garbage. Yeah. Up next, I have Hamlet. And this is my favorite Shakespeare. My favorite mm-hmm. Shakespeare play. I loved it. And I also think that I might have liked it a lot because the version I watched in school was the Kenneth Branagh one. And I think he's amazing. That means nothing to me. Kenneth Branagh, he plays in the second Harry Potter movie. He's the teacher. My gosh, why does his name escape me? What? Teacher for what? He plays the teacher that goes into the chamber with him. Gilderoy Lockhart. That's really? Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Oh, he's precious. He is precious. Okay. And he's a very, very prolific actor, and he does a lot of Shakespeare. Interesting. And Kate Winslet was um, Ophelia in this one. Interesting. Okay. And I really, I like Hamlet. Um, basically, it's vengeance and duty. Uh, his father's murdered, and he spends lots of time waxing poetic about <laughs> whether he should kill the person who killed his dad and etc all right so i've got the lion the witch and the wardrobe by c.s lewis these are actually the books other than the hobbit these are actually books that made me fall in love with fantasy oh like to this day fantasy is my my all-time favorite genre Mm -hmm. and so i love these i have like a really pretty version at home like i just i I have them them all and i have read the magician's nephew which Mm -hmm. is the prequel to the lion the witch and the wardrobe and i really enjoyed it and i am excited because i have becoming mrs lewis on my library hold request list i can't wait to get it yeah it's about his wife's story Mm -hmm. c.s lewis's wife um, and I'm, I'm really excited to read that one. Yeah. Maybe we'll follow up on that book. Harry Potter. I'm glad that she read this. She read two of them. She's she's read the... I know. I think it was... She's read the Goblet of Fire and the Sorcerer's Stone. So I'm not sure why she didn't read the two in betwixt. Well, I'm sure she did. She just didn't talk about it. Maybe she did 
read them locked in her room because her mom wouldn't stop talking to her very fast. Lauren Graham is amazing and you need to get your shit together. (laughs) You shall not speak ill of Lorelai like that. Speaking of Lauren Graham, have you read her book? No, but it's on my it's on my audibles requests. I I want to listen to it. I was going to say she reads. She reads it. Mm -hmm. I've heard very. I love her. Um, Little Women by Louisa May Alcott. Have you read this? Yes, it's one of my favorites of all time. I have a beautiful copy that you actually got me for Christmas. Yeah, one year. girl. Mm-hmm. And then I asked for it for Christmas. After <laughs> and got it. It's a really pretty box set that's got like Heidi, um, Anne of Green Gables, and Anne of Green Gables in it. Yeah. yeah. I just read it for the first time last year, and I really enjoyed it. I thought I, I thought it would be difficult because it is a classic, and mm-hmm. I struggle with those, but I really enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I had seen the movie many, many times mm-hmm. beforehand and always loved Joe. Which Duh. movie? The one with uh, Winona Ryder. Oh. You know, there's some set in there's, – there's significant remakes of this. There's um, some set in the f- 40s or made in the 40s with no. Margaret O'Brien – um, oh no! And I didn't know. I that. yeah, and Judy, um, not Judy Garland. Oh, I forget who else is in it. But yeah, oh. there's several different remakes of I it. I didn't know that. Um, the Winona well, Ryder one is my favorite, though. You know they're remaking it again. Yes. With Emma Watson as yes. Joe, and I'm I am excited. dying to I'm see that. Excited. Yeah, I loved this book as well, and um, that's by Louisa May Alcott for the yeah. record. Um, I when I watched the movie, I always hated Amy. Mm-hmm. Because she stole Lori. <laughs> Who's Kirsten Dunst? <laughs> but as a little kid, I mean. Reading the book, I hated Meg and I loved Amy. Mm-hmm. Meg's very judgmental in the book. And she's so hoity toity. Mm-hmm. Like her poor, poor husband doesn't make that much money and yet she's spending it all and all this. Yeah, no, I really, really mm-hmm. didn't like her in the book. But the story follows the sisters, the March sisters, on their journey navigating the life during the Civil War and thereafter and their temperament mm-hmm. tem- temperance temperament that's not a thing um they're temperance people so they don't believe in alcohol and that sort of thing and i yeah i, I, I think it's really cute mm-hmm. the next one we have we have a lot to say about oh no and that is the lovely bones oh lord that's by alice siebold um <laughs> on my notes for this book i wrote yuck <laughs> tavia made me read this <laughs> Oh, I forgot to to say that it was one that I, on the last episode, I was talking about the books that I've oh, made you yeah. read that you hated. I yep. forgot about this one. I picked this one for a book club read because everybody talks about it all the time. And still to this day on like mm-hmm. book um, pages and stuff that I see, everyone loves The Lovely Bones. Yeah. Everyone talks about it all the time and neither one of us loved it. We both it hated it. Complete like, crap. An extensive amount of hatred that we had for this book. Yep. Um, I will preface that by saying, had the story ended mm-hmm. about 50% before it did, yep. I would have been fine. Yeah. But she kept going and kept going and kept going and made it so uncomfortable. Oh. And so, like, gut, like, stomach churning yeah. sickness of what actually happens yeah. that just, I can't tell you how much I dislike this book. Yeah, I, I hated it. I, I'm pretty sure I gave it one star on Goodreads. Like, mm-mm, can't, mm-mm. Don't even want to talk about it anymore. Can't even. Yeah. Basically, the story is that there's a girl who's been murdered, and she's a ghost telling the story of her murder and of her family's lives after the tragedy of mm-hmm. dealing with the daughter that's been murdered. Yeah. The daughter who actually kind of just disappears for a while. Um, they don't find her remains 
Um, in the book, ever. Yeah, they never, ever find out what happens. Mm-hmm. In the movie, they find her remains. Oh, um, I have got to watch the movie. I'm yes. very intrigued by It that. has my favorite in it, Stanley Tucci. <laughs> <laughs> I do love me some Stanley Tucci. Oh. And he plays the bad guy in it. He plays the, the killer. Does he do creepy well? Mm-hmm. He does Ooh. creepy real well. I don't want to hate <laughs> Mr. Stanley. No, but you can appreciate his brilliance as an actor Fine. while admiring his greatness. Fine. Um, guys, I love Stanley Tucci so much. I, he has a cookbook that I have. Yep. <laughs> yep. I cannot say enough. Um, I don't know if I mentioned before in the Pelican Brief, he's in that too. Is he really? Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Um, but the lovely bones, <sighs> we're, we're moving on. We both hated it. Yeah. So I've read My Sister's Keeper by Jodi Picoult years ago. I have never read any Jodi Picoult ever. Maybe don't. Okay. She writes things that like stab you in the soul and like a nicholas sparks kind of thing but a thousand times worse really like did you see the movie my sister's keeper no because i don't and i intentionally avoid things that are gonna make me sad never read her ever all right i've only read two by her and after that i was like you know what I don't think me and this author should see each other anymore. You broke up with her? Yeah. I was, uh-uh. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. And actually, I've never watched the movie because I read the book. But from what I understand, they changed the ending of the movie to make it a little less sad. Oh. Like, that's how bad it was. Oh, wow. Like, not bad as in it was a terrible story or anything like that. It was just so heart-wrenching and unnecessarily sad. And, and that's interesting coming from you because you really like things that are going to give I you do. a visceral reaction. I do. That's my favorite thing. But no, that was unnecessary and rude and I didn't appreciate her. <laughs> you just said it was rude. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Jody Picoult, you are rude. <laughs> my next one is The Perks of Being a Wallflower. I have seen the movie, not read it. That's interesting. I have not seen the movie. That's pretty good. Basically, it's it's by Stephen Chabosky or Chabosky. Sorry if I mispronounced this, Stephen. We can just be on a first name basis. <laughs> um, basically, it's a coming of age story, but it's also they talk about mental health a lot. They talk about mental health a lot, and they also talk about sexuality a lot. Oh, I didn't know um, that. Okay. Basically, the lead character, Charlie, tells the story, and he tells it in the form of letters that he's writing to an anonymous person. Interesting. Yes. So all of the entire story is is just letters of what, um, kind of like a diary entries, and he's writing them to this anonymous person. It's about him finding his voice, finding out what he likes in a person, Mm -hmm. um, sexually, and that sort of thing. Gotcha. Interesting. And I I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I enjoyed the way that it, the story was told because I like that. Like we talked about, I, um, mm-hmm. where'd you go, Bernadette's told in emails and stories. And yeah. stuff. I really just think that that's quite interesting. Okay. I've got Romeo and Juliet by Mr. Shakespeare. Mr. Shakespeare, which everyone thinks is a love story, but no. really is not. Could you quit it? It's a three-day relationship between a 17-year-old and a 12-year-old that ended in the death of, like, six people. Yeah. I don't want to read about your stupid teenage drama. Right. And it's... Please do not aspire to have Romeo and Juliet as your standard for mm-hmm. romance, guys. Mm-hmm. It It's not a love story. It's it, a tragedy. Yeah. It can be much better mm-hmm. than that. I promise. <laughs> love is better than this, guys. <laughs> I have... Pride and Prejudice. I've read it too. I was going to let you say it though. (laughs) 
Oh, it's my favorite. I have four copies of this book at home, guys. <laughs> Every time we go to a bookstore, she's like, oh, Pride and Prejudice. Like, she's never seen it in a bookstore I know, ever. Right? I know. Every bookstore in the history of always has it. But I need every single copy because they're all different. They all have different covers. And every mm-hmm. time we go to, like, the thrift bookstores, yep. um, I'm always looking at the old versions of it. And, and I kind of have to talk myself off of a ledge. Like, no one needs this many copies of Pride and Prejudice. But it's my favorite of all time. No judgment um, here. For my wedding, I had little confettis that were clips of the Pride and Prejudice books on the tables. So cute. Um, yeah, it's my favorite. It really is a love story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but I told you it could be better. Right. It's a real love story. It's about yeah. people who kind of hate each other to begin with and then love each other. Yep. And it's set during the midst of the early 1800s when life for women was a bit difficult. Have you seen all of the Pride and Prejudice movies? No, I have not. I have only seen my favorite one, which is the <laughs> Kira Knightley and Matthew McFadden one. If you haven't seen the other one, how do you know that that one's your favorite? Because it is. <laughs> I will say that the Mr. Darcy in the newer one is very handsome. I think he's I even... I love Mr. Darcy. He's. I think he's more attractive than Colin Firth yes Ooh, I do you're gonna start a rumble that's fine <laughs> bring it y'all but I know that this one is my favorite one in the same way that I know that my sister is my favorite sister because she's the only one I have sure sure so, all right you know I I struggled getting through it but I did enjoy it like I'm a very very fast reader and I think it took me three weeks to get through it the writing is difficult mm-hmm. you kind of have to get used to it for sure um but I feel that way about little women and yeah the crucible it's just it's written in a different mm-hmm. vernacular that's um difficult to get through yeah this year i'm making it a goal to read sense and sensibility i've never read that one to i haven't either shocking. but i have to read it because sense and sensibility is my all-time favorite austin story oh. like the movie if you've seen it is fantastic the cast is amazing that's kate winslet and emma thompson right yeah and um Snape. What's his name? Severus Snape, the actor. I wish you hadn't asked me. He's in it too. Okay. He's one of the ones that they fall in love with and he's just wonderful. I love it. All right. Alan Rickman. Yes. <laughs> it has Alan Rickman in it. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, guys, we're winding down on this one. My next one is The Scarlet Letter. Ugh. And I think Nathaniel Hawthorne should never have written anything ever. Mm-mm. He has too many words and not enough interesting things to say. Well, it's like old school slut shaming. It really, I mean, and I get that that's what happened, and I get that it's realistic. But it's crap. But I feel like your story, Mr. Hawthorne, could have been told in approximately 27 words, not a bajillion. I read, I had to read this for school, and I remember we had gotten through a couple of chapters, and I knew immediately who her baby daddy was, Mm -hmm. and I told the teacher Mm -hmm. in front of the class, and he was like, why would you ruin it? Why would you do that? And I was like, because I guessed it. Because this is a horrible book. <laughs> and he was so mad at me. But wow. I was just like, no, you made me read this. So here you go. You know go. what I like about The Scarlet Letter is the movie Easy A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that one's good. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of a retelling of this. And then See, she, she talks about the Demi Moore um, yes. version where they just take a lot of baths. <laughs> which is not actually what happens. But I, I like Gary Oldman too. So um, yeah. Guess what? That movie has in it uh, Stanley <laughs> Stanley Tucci. You're ridiculous. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm almost done. So I've got The Shining by Stephen King. Did you put it in the freezer? 
I didn't. Good <laughs> fr- friends reference, though. Um, actually, I went into it thinking it was going to be horribly terrifying. I'm mm-hmm. a big old chicken, and I had to mm-hmm. read it for a book club book. And it was not near as scary as I thought it was going to be. There were, a few, there were a few parts that I was kind of nervous, and mm-hmm. I only read it during the daylight hours. But it wasn't bad. Although, I don't think I'm a Stephen King fan. I think he uses too many words. Like he would, he would go on a little tangent about something in the basement that had absolutely nothing to do with the story. Like I keep waiting mm-hmm. for the basement to come back into play. No, <laughs> I have never read any Stephen King, and the only thing I have seen of his is The Shining, and that's because my husband made me watch it. He's so mean. He really is. He thinks that my movie education is lacking, <laughs> so he makes me watch a lot of movies. And the only thing I have to say about that movie is I can't stand Stanley Kubrick because his music is still in my head. <laughs> and it, it's specifically designed to give you anxiety. I don't appreciate that. And it for real gave me anxiety. Like I can hear, still hear the... I've oh, it drives me crazy. <laughs> I've never seen the movie because, again, big old chicken. Mm-hmm. And so I've not. Mm-mm. The only Stephen King movie I've ever seen was Pet Cemetery when I was little. I never saw that. I watched it from behind a recliner. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. real scared. Yeah, I was scared I, of the cat. I, I'm a big chicken, too, and I don't like um, scary movies or scary things. Uh-uh. So we're, we're not Stephen King fans here. Sorry, guys. <laughs> My last one that I have is To Kill a Mockingbird by Hopper Lee. I read this for school and I enjoyed it, but I don't remember a whole lot about it. I was just telling you, I think I'm going to give it a go as a, as a grown person. So maybe I can remember some more of it. I've never read it. So I, I want you've to never read it. Mm-mm. Oh my God. Mm-mm. You can't even be a book person if you've never read To Kill a Mockingbird. I know. Well, I, you know, I try not to tell people. That well, I, I have called you out on your secret. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to need you to fix it. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows about it. I, right. I feel like it, you're not Southern if you haven't read it. My last book is Wicked, The Life and Times of the Wicked Witch of the West by Gregory Maguire. Y'all. She has a lot of feelings about this book. I love the music from the Broadway show, Wicked. With Adina Menzel. And I was expecting it, the book, when I found out it was based on a book, I was expecting it to be as wonderfully fantastic as the musical. It is not. I wonder had you read the book first, would it have colored your opinions differently? No, it's okay. just, it's, I, I was not intrigued at all. Like I was so bored the whole time. Like mm. I should have just quit reading mm-hmm. it, but now I, but I didn't. And so now I have this deep <laughs> hatred. That's funny. And lots of people love that book. I a lot know. of people talk about how it's much they so love popular. it. The, the author is very, very popular. He does a lot of twists like this mm-hmm. on like old school stories. Yeah, not I was. I bought this book and I was gonna read it until you were telling me how much you hated it, and then I just couldn't do it. I was <laughs> like, I, I mean, I can't go into this knowing how much it hurts Susie. Well, <laughs> that's a lie because you make me read terrible stuff all the time. I mean, I don't do it out of spite. I think the books are gonna be good because they're on these book lists. They're on these podcasts that people are talking about these books. It's not my fault that you have bad taste. Um, you get. <laughs> You get one more chance <laughs> to pick a book, and if it is equally as horrible as the other ones you've made me read, you will lose your book p- picking privileges. I will let you pick the next book, that but it better be freaking fantastic. Uh, obviously, I have to say, obviously, because if it's not, you will never hear the end of it. <laughs> well, at least my. History picking books is way better than <laughs> yours. This is true because 
for some reason, I don't seem to let you pick the ones that we read very much. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know either. Now, you picked Rosie Project, and I didn't like it. That is one. <laughs> All right, for those keeping score. <laughs> it is Tavia four. Susie one. Susie one. So. On that terrible disappointment, <laughs> we're going to end the show. And that was our coverage of what we've read on the Rory Gilmore list. Um, we'd like to know what you guys are reading yeah. from it. And we will be back next week. Thanks, guys. Bye.